the field A charging team that will not yield And win the blue and silver wave Stand and cheer the brave Rah, rah, rah Go hard, win the game With honor you will keep your fame Down the field and gain Alliance victory Go Okay, maybe it was a little rough in the execution. But you get the idea. Yo, pal, he's on cloud nine. He's sleepy-eyed, a little pie-eyed, a little tired. But you're goddamn right I stayed up to the final whistle. The Lions. They go into KC. And you know what's great about that? Uh... KC played like fuck. It's about time that somebody played like fuck. That's not the Lions. Okay? They couldn't do anything. They couldn't do shit. There's a couple big plays here and there. But they're throwing the ball to some receiver who couldn't catch a cold. Did you see that jerk for KC? He puts his hands up. It goes right through his hands. Ball hits him in the fucking face. Goes flying in the air. Some dude for the Lions. He's like 11 years old. A kid from Alabama plucks it out of the air. He goes and scores a touchdown. 11-year-old player for the Detroit Lions scores a touchdown. Holy shit. <laughs> it wasn't like they did anything that great. I take it back. The Lions defense was very good. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, he got into the uh, head of that uh, fucking guy. What is the position? The tackle, the right tackle so much that the guy was false starting every play. He'd get like a, a half step and they would never call it. They didn't call it once. It was, and then there was, there still, there was nothing that guy could do. Hutchinson was all over the fucking field. Now listen to me. There are some of you people that are going to be like rolling your eyes. You, you don't give a shit. You don't. Humorous. Okay, you have to understand this. This is very, very important in our mind frame. And we don't win anything. This is the biggest win since 1991. Or was it, I don't even know the year that they won the playoff game. It was the biggest game in that they've won in that many years. So you got to let us be happy. You got to let me uh, get this out of my system. And, and some of you, not all of you, I get it. But uh, I'm just letting you know. That if this magic continues week after week after week, you're going to find out a lot about the Detroit Lions. Hang on. I cannot handle this camera right now. It's just a little bit too low on your old pal EZ. Can't take it. It's killing me. Too much headroom. I got to show the logo. Oh, my God. 
Uh, Tim echoes what I've seen a lot. I was talking to a friend and I go, drink the Kool-Aid. And he goes, yeah, call me when they win a playoff game. Can't you fucking people just enjoy shit? Okay. Why do you have to go and carry on these, these daddy slash lion issues? Yeah, well, we'll see. Shut the fuck up. I hate that. Can't you just enjoy what people are enjoying? Do people have to be dicks? James P. Is it Prezuch? Prezuk? He's one of these dickheads that sits there and says, oh yeah, they suck. They just had this massively big win. A-hole. I got another buddy I was texting after the game. Same thing. Kuiper's there. LOL, it's game one, not the playoffs. Idiot, I'm trying to tell you, I explained to you why it's so important. They haven't had a meaningful game like this in forever. Okay? And to do it, national TV, first game of the year against the defending Super Bowl champions uh, in their in their barn like that. On the road, it's not easy to do. Even the Kansas City fans were clapping because the Lions fans were so damn happy. There was a lot of Lions fans there. And they're, and the KC fans were like, hey, you, you showed up for your team. It's fantastic. I love that. Um, 21 to 20 was the, uh, was the score. Tyler, who yesterday... Uh, well, he is a dipshit, okay? What was it you were saying yesterday, you fuckstick, about this team? What did you say? Of course, I'm not much better. I said they were going to lose that game. I did not think they were going to win that game, okay? Uh, I am just stoked. I am so happy. And uh, I, I really like this. Uh, I've always liked this this Dan Campbell guy. He, uh, he's talking after the game. They're interviewing him, you know. And the reporter asks, uh, what did you learn from the game? What did you learn about this time? I didn't learn anything. I got verification on what I already knew. And this is a resilient team. Uh, it already was a resilient team, and we added pieces to that resilient team. So, um, we're built to handle some, some stuff, and, uh, and we did that today against a very good opponent. Yes. Yes. The fact that, what was it? Uh, early on in that game, like on their way to the first touchdown, uh, I guess I just disappeared there. Hang on, let me fix that. The Lions are uh, inside of their own 20-yard line, and it's fourth down. fake punt and they convert and get a first down. Now, if they fuck that up, oh my God. Jesus. And they convert. They absolutely convert. Oh, that was so risky. Riverboat Dan Campbell gambling his way through. 
Hang on, I got to finish this coffee before I continue to have my uh, ticker tape parade. I know it's uh, I know it's easy to get wrapped up in it, but it's so much more fun to get wrapped up in it. All right, very fun to get wrapped up in it. And I've been wrapped up in it since last year uh, when they started one and six and then they started to win. If you recall, then they, uh, I don't know, they, they, they suddenly were two and six and then three and six and then four and six. As I got, and they were playing a Thanksgiving game against Buffalo and then they fucked that shit up. But they were leading late and they could have very easily have been five and six at the, uh, and they, it was terrible. And then they went on a roll again, lost one more game, finished the year with that great win at Green Bay, and now here we are. I have been waiting in anticipation for um, this this game since the regular season last year ended. I was like, oh, come on. And it's just been too slow, too slow. And finally, finally it shows up, and the boys do not let down. Uh, the future Mrs. Shoreliners is back with us. I guess she had some health issues. Says I'm wearing the exact same shirt. It's a hoodie. Uh, I got your back easy. They totally stole the Super Bowl win celebration. It was very cool. Linda had to be excited because two Alabama players uh, were huge. Jameer Gibbs is an absolute weapon. And then Brian Branch from Alabama. Uh, he he, uh, The fucking guy from the Chiefs. The idiot could not catch a ball. I don't know his fucking name. All I know is he kept dropping it. And I, oh, I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy is public enemy number one. And then he dropped one and Branch picked it off and took it to the house. Yes. No Travis Kelsey. Um, Joe says it was a sloppy game on both teams. Yes, except for the Lions defense. The Lions defense uh, was playing out of their fucking minds. That key play on third down when James Pascal sniffed it out and dropped the guy for a five-yard loss. That was huge. Everything was huge. I love it. I don't even know. I'm just, I'm just over the moon. If, if you can't tell, oops, I'm kind of setting myself up for a letdown. I realize that, but this is just so much fun to have something fantastic happen with the lions. Um, funny story, Chris, Chris Denham. Almost fucked me up bad. Audience member Chris. It had been um, rumored that Travis Kelsey, you know, was a game time decision. Because he got injured. And um, 
Now he's on my fantasy football team, Travis Kelsey from the uh, from the Chiefs. So you know, I, he's their number one receiver. Had the, he been in the game, perhaps the, the outcome may have been different. I don't know. Uh, but you know, he leading up to the game. They said he was going to be a game day decision. And then Chris sends me an email. A, uh, he forwards me a link. Big Kelsey news. And if you read the link here, uh, Kelsey out entire season with knee injury. So I saw that and I was like, oh shit. First thing I did was went to my fantasy team and which, like I said, he's on it. And I was going to, um, uh, wave him. I was going to cut him because he's out for the year, which I mean, he was my first overall pick. This is terrible. Then I got to pick up some scrub tight end. My season's over. Uh, I reached out to the lady who's the general manager of the league. That would be uh, Kelly football. Yo, uh, so I want to add, um, wait a minute. Travis Kelsey looks to be out for the year. Suddenly the news just hit. He's my starting tight end. Can I still make any changes today? I don't have a backup tight end. And uh, she says, well, I heard he's questionable in a game time decision. I'm like, no, just announced he's out for the year. So I'm trying to cut him and I can't do it for some reason. I'm doing something wrong. So I put him on injured reserve and then I signed some tight end uh, to take his spot and uh, I'll, I'll figure out the rest later. I just had to get a player in that spot, but I wanted to wave him. I, I'm trying to wave him. All right. Then I I go ahead and um, I look online for more news about his injury because I turned down the huge show. And Bill is talking about how Kelsey is a game time decision with a bone bruise. So then I was like, hmm. Weird. Then I looked up Travis Kelsey news. No word about a season ending injury. So now I'm starting to get suspicious. Remember I said, I just looked at Chris's link and read it, read the link, you know, all the words together and was able to piece together that Travis Kelsey is out for the season. I didn't actually click on it. So now Two hours later, I click on it. There we go. Okay. Of course, it's that giant black guy with a big dong sitting on the end of the bed. You asshole. (laughs) That took forever. It took more than two hours to get that one for that joke bomb to hit. But I was freaking out trying to cut Travis Kelsey because of you. I wonder if I have Chris's phone number. I, can, I don't even know if he's. No, I don't. Maybe. No, I don't. That was email. Son of a bitch. Whew. 
Tyler says, good thing you didn't forward that email to, to Kelly Football saying, look, here's the article. Oh, no, my God. Oh, shit. That would have been unbelievable. And I don't know if I'd have been able to explain that. If I'm sending a, a picture of a, of, a, of a a big dick pic to the general manager who I barely know her of my fantasy football team. All right. So now, next up, your Lions host Seattle. There's plenty of room on the Lions bandwagon. Come on. Get on board. Get on board. Your old pal EZ is in a... Uh, is in a fantastic mood today on this Friday, the 8th of September. Um, but I'm, I'm a little tired, stayed up extra late, had a hard time going to bed, adrenaline running high, feeling good. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, man. Uh, all in all, one of the best days that I've had in, uh, in quite some time. Ryan says, this is pretty exciting. I'm not going to lie. After years, though, I have a weird superstition. Not sure if I should be excited. Yeah, you got to let all that shit go. You people got to flush all that shit and just get on board and understand that this is the year. Super Bowl! Super Bowl champs! Detroit! And when that parade hits, as much as I hate crowds, I'm going there. I'm going to drink Kool-Aid out of uh, super fans, uh, crack of his ass. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to intentionally fall off the wagon and get drunk on Woodward Avenue as the parade happens downtown. I'm totally kidding. I wouldn't do that. It's not even funny. Tyler, who yesterday was saying was, uh, uh, well, you know, doing his thing. Now he's saying, hang out of that superstition tight, Ryan. No, let it go. Let it go. We need confidence on the bandwagon. Let it all, let it go. Let it go. Come on. It was also a fantastic day yesterday. Not only because my beloved lions won, uh, I was a fraudulent fatty. I had a good day yesterday. No uh, eating issues to speak of. I got my uh, I got my walks in. My little walks around the neighborhood. I think the neighbors are starting to think I'm a psychopath because I kind of walk with purpose. I like walk hard. Big strides, fast steps, my arms swinging like an asshole. And I go the entire perimeter, you know, every street, every cul-de-sac I go down. I think it's a little over a mile. Um, and now it's to a point now where it's a competition because when I'm at my mailbox and I, uh, I start the timer and I try to beat my time from the last one. And, uh, I got it down to, it's gotta be more than a mile because I'm flying when I'm walking. And uh, it's taken me about between 25 to 28 minutes, depending on the day. 
So I got that damn thing done. I shattered my fitness goal, my ring. Did not eat like a dick. Woke up this morning, 183.4, which is 3.2 after a loss after nine days. Uh, Aram trying to make me look more crazy. Wear steel toe boots for extra resistance. That's a stupid suggestion. That's horrible. First of all, I can only wear one type of shoe when I'm walking, and that's those are my hokas. Wear steel toe boots for extra resistance. I'll look even more crazy. Hang on, it's too warm in here. I got to take this thing off as much as I hate to. Look at those titties. Ryan was uh, gross yesterday. He writes, I failed so bad yesterday. Did great eating. Did not move at all. Terrible. Today is a new day. Yeah, but not without us kicking your ass. Amy says, uh, Ryan, don't be upset by what you didn't do. Be proud of what you did do. No bullshit. No, fuck that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Didn't you tell us that, like, you're on the verge of uh, the beatus? Are you, have you lost your mind? So dumb. Hey, I'm just going to die today. Get your fucking ass out there several times a day. Uh, Tyler actually sent me a, uh, a picture of this. I saw the largest display ever of Dots pretzels at Meyer yesterday. So tempting. I know. I still got a bag. Uh, here in the, uh, in the pantry that I haven't touched. I threw the one bag away. There wasn't a lot in it. I pretty much killed the whole bag last week of these cinnamon ones. Um, I, I, I'm shocked that the, uh, pretzel industry took this long to make pretzels taste that good. The fact that each pretzel, uh, pretzel is like dipped in butter or something like that. I mean, they are, it's, it's, it's such a extra layer of, uh, of goodness on those things. Stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. Today's a new day. So I'm going to continue to uh, try to be as great as I have been. Um, I clearly am superior to Ryan after that admitted pussy bullshit. He just dropped on us. I had a bad day. I didn't move. Yeah, nice choices, fat fuck. He says, thank you, big fraud. You're the boot camp instructor. We all need yelling at us. Other fatties, take note. I'm paying attention, all right? I, uh, you know, insult where it's due, credit where it's due. I saw a picture of a Brandis, and um, she, wow. Okay, there's pictures of her like climbing mountains and and walking along rivers and shit like that. 
And, uh, oh my God. Absolutely an ass kicker. I gotta, I gotta get this. I gotta, I gotta show this off to you all. She deserves special praise. Okay. And you all can follow along at home. If you search out this uh, Facebook group, look at the growing number of people on it. I love that. All right. Most newest posts. Nikki. Uh, all right. She's t- showing how well she did on her Fitbit. Look at that. 14,000 steps. And then uh, yesterday, though, it was horrible because uh, the day before she talked about going to the vending machine and getting 550 calories a worth of sugary drinks. Uh, Rich, look at Rich. Holy shit. 23,000 steps, nine and a half miles. What the fuck? Here's Nikki trying it again with another nice lunch. Um, If she could just avoid the stupid vending machine. God damn it. Yeah, you're you're getting no credit. You you get zero credit. Uh, You have to have several days of this before you dig out from the hole. So don't get cocky. Here's the champion right here. EZ. Three days in a row. Look at this. All throughout the day, I'm moving. Fuck yes. Aram, I don't know what the fuck this is. He sent some hocus pocus about how you got to go up north and sit in the cold like this guy and turn your uh, uh, white fat into brown fat. All right. All right. Maybe as a last resort, I'll continue. I'll, I'll go down that road. Look at Brandis active recovery day. What? Went for a three mile hike with my 20 pound weighted vest. She's like, look at, she's walking up some mountain pass here with her, uh, with her dog. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Ending the day with over 26,000 steps. How do you people do this shit? All right. This is suspect to me. Uh, Amanda is showing me chicken nuggets. Okay. I'm not saying that this is completely fucked up. But the preparation might be suspect if you're in the spot that you are. Again, you and Kenny are in the most desperate of scenarios. I don't know if it's a great idea to be eating uh, chicken nuggets. Aram says what I was thinking. I hope those are baked or at least fried in coconut oil. All right. Maybe it could work. I think she posted the recipe. I'm just suspicious, Amanda. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a little concerned. Amanda posted a video too with just some basics for now. All right. You can check that out on your own. 
She's very active on the on the discussion, so you can go there. Yeah, um, we uh, look. We are hinging all of our weight loss hopes on Amanda. You are the leader, Amanda. So you have to lead by example. Now, typically, when people like Kenny and you decide to lose weight and you stick to it, you lose like thirty pounds in the same in the first day. So you better be down 30 right now. Uh, Keep scrolling down, you fat-ass fraud, EZ. Let's look at your freezer. Well, yeah, I, I, I know. I know I have a ton of shit in my freezer, but I haven't eaten it. I haven't eaten any of it. Yesterday, my big... Okay, I had the cocoa wheats with protein powder. I had uh, a couple of crackers. I had some vegetables, some raw vegetables I ate as a snack. They were in this bag, dick. No, I did great yesterday. I'm, I'm not. Look, you can't accuse me of anything, you Neanderthal. You didn't even go for a walk yesterday, you diabetic fuck. Amanda says the chicken nuggets had canned chicken, panko breadcrumbs, egg, parmesan, and mozzarella cheese with spices. Fuck you all. It sounds horrible. All right. Aram says easy will not throw the ice cream away in case he wants half a carton of ice cream. Look, you dicks. I'm not the only one in this house. I may be trying to get healthy, but my wife is, is, uh, she, if I threw all that food away, I wasn't about to say that she's not, if I threw all that food away, she'd kick my ass. Every Sunday we have family dinner and there's always a, a, a dessert involved. I am going to do that. All right. This is why I'm better than all of you assholes. I will eat sensibly, but I am going to have a, um, like, uh, Hollywood Joe is here. Eric, what is your cheat meal? Well, I don't know if it's a cheat meal. I think uh, it it's just one day a week. I'm just not nearly, I'm not going to be nearly as strict on myself. Okay. I'll bust my ass. At least that's the goal. That's what I'm going to do today. Uh, make good choices. I'm not going to eat any shit. I'm going to go for my walk. Unlike fat fuck Ryan. And, uh, and that's it. Ritz says, but didn't you say you should lose a few pounds? First of all, lose does not have two O's. That's a horrible habit that Americans have. You just wrote, but didn't you say you should lose a few pounds? That's what you just wrote. I'm not going to lie. If someone writes loose instead of lose, uh, it's, it's bad. You can't do that. I am getting doubters and naysayers. Shit fuck Kentucky resident Nate Bull says one day a week you'll eat two boxes of sugar cereal and half a gallon of ice cream. Uh, Eric won't eat any shit until he's cooking fries and onion rings at Bosco's tonight. Got 
got to get the fry tax. That's true. That's true. It's very true. But I have to, I have to fight that urge because I'm, I'm stand, I'm making the greatest fries ever made tonight at Bosco's fries and onion rings. I am, uh, I am a fry cook at my buddy's restaurant, Doug Furness. Okay. <clears throat> Kenny says, Eric in a nutshell, common typos equals I hate you. Ryan says, listen here, you piece of shit. I'm going to lose so much weight. Just wait. You're going to see how much weight I lose. It might be the most weight ever lost. It could be the most amazing weight loss when you think about it. I hear Trump for some reason when you say that, you asshole. Uh, Bosco's tonight. I will be there. Come see me. I will make you fries. All right. So that's where my brain is right now. Feel good. Lions win. I'm not as disgusting as Ryan. We're off and running on a Friday edition of the Eric Zane show podcast. Wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, it's funny. I just, uh, I think I just realized that I titled the show easy live and drinking the blue kook aid. Uh, uh, that should say Kool-Aid. Speaking of typos, Rich, that's embarrassing. Well, I guess Kool-Aid works too, though. Thanks to the audience on Facebook, X, and YouTube. I'm going to kick you out right now. But just so you know, there is a Patreon uh, where I have more content. In fact, I just published the Who Are These Freebeers episode number five, which I titled uh, Improv Comedy Minus comedy. I'm going to put you, you can listen to this whole episode for free because you can sign up for my Patreon for seven days free. Ben and I review uh, a recent segment on the free bear and hot wing show. And it's a huge pile of shit. And you're going to laugh at how bad it is. You're going to cringe at how bad it is. Who are these free beers? Another bit of content that you can hear regularly on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane for seven days free. And that's the easiest thing to do is just uh, put in a payment form. You get it seven days free, cancel it before the seven days and you're fine. Or if you like it, let it ride. And it's either five or 10 bucks a month, depending on uh, what level of participation you want. Five bucks a month is all the audio. 10 bucks a month is the audio, the video and the live streams. It also includes who are these Ottawa County fascists? Who are these Zanes? Um, God, I can't even remember how much shit is on there now. It's just outrageous the amount of content we have on Patreon. We, I, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And of course, you can download this podcast, the free podcast, wherever you download shows. Uh, and then uh, just look for the Eric Zane Show podcast and uh, subscribe and you're good to go. Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid sponsor the Twitch and Facebook feeds. Blue Frost IT brings you the X feed. And uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Let's see. Joe says, I am glad the Lions won last night. It's going to make it even better when Carolina beats them in week five. Uh, yes. Well, Carolina's damn good. 
Forgot about who are these Justins. Uh, okay. Now, make no mistake. My energy level, my emotions are high. But when Easy stays up late, it, it leads to disaster. So I'm counting on you to bring this one home for me. It'll be a miracle if I make it two hours. Uh, Ryan says, speaking of who are these Justins, I'm working hard on my Justin impression. He says he's getting close. He says he needs more wet pussy mouth noises. Justin, what a fucking mess. Speaking of pussy, can you believe that fucking little twerp will not come on my show? What a gutless child. Come on, you fucking little sissy. All right. The United Auto Workers are set to go on strike. This is fucking awesome. Not just like one automaker. I'm talking about the entire United States auto industry is going to go on strike in less than one week if they don't get more cash and they deserve it. All right. I am shocked that these billionaires would even consider fucking around with what makes up the entire automotive industry in the United States. Uh, the representatives for the workers say, yeah, we're way far apart. These people want more cheddar. Give it to them. Dicks. Audio check. Video check. This national treasure, Lester Holt leads us into our story. With their contract expiring one week from tonight, the United Auto Workers say they will not back down from their demand for a major pay raise from the big three automakers, all as they put pressure on President Biden to do more. Here's Tom Costello. It's a high-stakes showdown in Motor City. Workers at Ford, GM, and Chrysler, owned by Stellantis, now just a week away from walking off the job if their demands aren't met, including a 46% pay raise compounded over four years. Holy fuck. Look at that. 46%. Yes, get it. Get that money, motherfuckers. And the restoration of traditional pension benefits. Today, some signs of progress. We recently put an offer on the table to the union. GM offered a 10% pay hike plus two 3% lump sum payments with some inflation adjustments. But the UAW president quickly called that offer insulting. No one said a word when these CEOs gave themselves 40% increases over the last four years. So. There you, it's always, that's how it is. You motherfuckers are taking all the money. Give it to us, bitch. But when workers ask for their fair share, all of a sudden, you know, it's a, it's a huge problem. The UAW also rejected Ford's 9% counteroffer. Stellantis says its counteroffer will come by the end of the week. Jump in and give your ride to Washington. A potential... Oh, fuck Biden. 
Mega strike in Michigan is bad news for President Biden, who's pushed the industry to go green and needs Michigan voters. But while the UAW typically supports Democrats, it's withholding a Biden endorsement for now. Oh, Our endorsements no. are going to be earned, not freely given, and uh, actions are going to dictate who we endorse. CNBC's Philip Bow covers the auto industry. From the UAW's perspective, it needs the White House to lean on the automakers as much as possible so that they can get the best contract possible. The only leverage the UAW has with the White House is withholding an endorsement of President Biden. Industry insiders and analysts believe a strike is very likely. The biggest sticking point, how much more will the big three have to pay their 146,000 workers? Holy shit. Oh, my God. Hey, nice. A Honda commercial. That's fantastic. Still working the bugs out of that. That shouldn't be happening. Uh, <laughs> Joe Martinez says, well, looks like I'm raising my prices. Aram says, don't machines do most of the work anyways? Not exactly. You can tell because they said there's 140,000 workers. Uh, not only do the uh, machines not do everything, but there's a lot of people that have to make the machines do what they do. Uh, gone are the days when the assembly line goes through and the guy puts a fender on and bashes it with a mallet. You're looking at uh, very complex wiring, very complex welds on materials that don't like to be welded. Uh, it takes a real level of skill to be able to build a car these days. This is, uh, this is skilled labor and then some. And uh, fucking manufacturing is the backbone of the country. So the last fucking thing you want to do is have that suddenly stop. So the automakers are like, yeah, Biden, uh, uh, put some pressure on these motherfuckers and make it happen or else Adnan's not buying it. He says it's so hard to program a machine once a month. <laughs> Come on, you guys. It's ridiculous. Uh, Rich says the wage increase will happen and then next year. There will be massive layoffs. Probably. Uh, Ryan says, Joey B's America, ladies and gentlemen. Not really, but pretty crazy. This is not going to be good for the economy. Is that supposed to be read in a Trump voice again? Chris says, they're going to kill the entire industry that supports the auto industry. When you say that, are you saying the automakers or the employees? Uh, Aram says they can't lay off union workers. Can they? You know, I don't know. I don't want to suggest that I do. Um, but either way, if they don't get this fixed, so many people will be uh, not in it. In addition to the actual United Auto Workers, but what Chris means by that is um, all the uh, uh organizations, small companies, big companies that supply auto parts for the big three, they'll all have to shut down. 
Chris says the union fucks that want a damn 50% raise. You know, why don't you like that? What's wrong with that? Why can't the American worker uh, earn a, a huge amount of pay raise from a, a product that they're making that the big wigs are giving themselves massive raises over it? What's wrong with that? Why is that so bad? Toyota and Honda sitting, eating popcorn with anticipation. Aram says, I drive an 01 Dodge Ram. I feel you, man. 03 Silverado. Boom. I love my truck. Let's talk with my dad because that was his. You know, I tricked him into uh, selling it to me. Uh, before his mind got even worse, he was still driving just a handful of years ago. Uh, the story's worth telling again because he'd like go out and drive around a dementia patient. Uh, and he wouldn't let it go. They're trying to convince him to sell it. He wouldn't let it go. And I go here, let, let, let me see what I can do. I go and I visit him. I don't say a word. It happens to come up in conversation naturally which was the inn i was looking for i go yeah boy that's funny you, you remind talking about your truck i actually need a truck damn it and i didn't say anything more than that and then i just started walking around his truck looking at it didn't speak he comes walking up he goes you say you need a truck yeah 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 i do i do but i don't, I don't know what i'm gonna do because uh you know, uh, good used trucks are hard to find. Didn't say a word. I can see the gears spinning in his noggin. He goes, I will sell you this truck. And I will not take a penny less in three, than $3,000, which is actually a bargain for that truck. You can sell that truck now for $3,500. And uh, I go, you really? You want to sell your truck? Are you sure? Don't you need it? And Joanne's like, shut up, shut up. Buy the fucking thing, asshole. Buy it. And I'm like, well, just so happens, uh, yeah, you're right. I do need a truck. I'll buy it, Dad. Okay. Get it out of here. I got another money right now. I'll come back next week. Come back. Give him $3,000 cash. I count it out. He goes, cut it out. 100, 200, 300. I made three piles of uh, $1,000 each. I go, here you go, dad. This is yours. Okay. Get it out of here. He was upset. He actually hugged the truck. I'll never forget it. Like he, he put his arm around the hood. He goes, oh, bye, bye. Because uh, he loved that truck. And he's realizing that, uh, you know, He's starting to come to grips. Now, since then, he's forgotten about the truck. Driving with him over the weekend, I go, Hey, Dad, do you remember that red pickup truck, that Silverado that you had? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I go, you know, I have that. You do? Yes, I bought it off of you, and that's still my daily driver. Oh, my God, guy. Wow. Yeah. So fantastic. 
Kenny says, I'm surprised he didn't say, what? I'm not selling my truck to you. What are you talking about, guy? So true. So true. All right. So that's what's up. T-shirts and merch available at ericsaintshow.com. All sorts of T-shirt designs, coffee mugs. You can even get a pillow. Thank you to Rick from TC Paintball. He'll be joining us in a minute for another edition of Trigger Time with Rick. It's been way too long since we've had a chance to speak. TC Paintball is the, excuse me, paintball destination in Michigan. I'm not kidding you. This is People come from all over the state to go to TC Paintball for a day. TCPaintballGR.com is a website. Book a time for you and your party. Could be your pals, workplace buddies, bachelor party, neighborhood kids getting together. Book in event. Like you got like three hours. It's yours. Okay. Uh, the matches, the games are refed by Rick's immensely qualified staff to make sure that everything is fair and square. You go in. You wear some junky clothes. You pay one fee. You get the gun. You get the paint. You get the mask. You get the field time. Reft games. So much fun. Either indoor or outdoor, depending on the weather. Uh, hats off to TC Paintball. Building that business from the ground up. Love it. And will be joining me in a moment here on the show. Uh, thank you, Rick. Another great business. Frank Fuss, I published an interview yesterday with The Tank. I called the show Getting Tanked with Frank the Tank Fuss, episode one. Uh, Frank's a talker, really, really great dude. And uh, being able to chat with him for extended time is always fun. So I said, let's record this and make content out of it. And while we're at it, let's talk about what you do. And that is make sure that you, our insured, you are insured properly. I don't know why I said our. You are insured properly is what I wanted to say. I'm tired. Sorry. Running on emotion, fumes, adrenaline. Uh, so if you're like self-employed and you need to get insurance, you have to get that through the marketplace. You don't want to go uninsured. So you go to Obamacare, healthcare.gov, and you do that. If you do that yourself, that's great, but it's not. You need an expert like Frank to do it for you. He's going to do everything. He's just going to talk to you on the phone. You're going to answer a few questions. Boom. You've got insurance. How much does that cost you? Nothing. It's free for God's sake. I got to stress this. Frank gets his money from the insurance companies because he's uh, putting people into their policies. So yes, you are a client, but you don't pay him. Everything's free. Mypolicyshop.com. Click on request an appointment or whatever on his site and uh, you go from there. Or if you like, you can go directly to buyinsurancehere.com and fill out the form. Make sure you say that you heard about Frank from your old pal EZ. Uh, not only is he an expert on uh, Obamacare, he's an expert on Medicare policies and Social Security if that time is near for you. You can start thinking about that in your late 50s. Like uh, Maureen and Linda, they're like 10 years past that. So they can go ahead and sign up now. Mypolicyshop.com, buyinsurancehere.com for Frank Fuss. And uh, he also specializes in life insurance. 
He is licensed in several U.S. states, Florida, Michigan, and a few more, Indiana, I believe. But if if you're in a state that he's not licensed in, he will put you in touch with a uh, doppelganger, Frank, who is almost as good as him. My point is, reach out to Frank for any of the stuff I've already talked about. Uh, Ryan says Maureen and Linda should just get uh, AARP. Linda would get great deals for her BMW. It's true, though. You see, Linda and the Queen of the Forest uh, went to school together. And as you know, I married an old lady. Uh, She robbed the cradle. I think Diana was like 35 when I met her. I was uh, 18, and she made me a man. Linda and Diana back in uh, years ago in the 90s would have discussions about what needs to happen to get your old pal EZ into their lives or into their life, into Diana's life, you know, and uh, I I fell for it. Uh, Some of the numbers might be a little off on that tale I just told, but you get the idea. I'm a spring chicken uh, compared to these hot old chicks. And as you know, uh, that is in my wheelhouse. I like old, loose women. <laughs> Linda says Diana is five months older than me. Cole's got it right. He says 30 years later, he's still busting out new moves. It's true. On the Patreon, I talked about my new one that I invented called the guillotine. Okay. You support her weight with her leg and you, you like hook the leg, but she's upside down and you've got access to the key spot from like vertical. So you got to actually bend your dong straight down. But the best part is you got to put your foot on her throat. I got the move. I ripped it off. I can't take credit. I got it uh, uh, from a website. What the fuck was it called? Something about a fist. RateMyFist.com or something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I got tons of new moves. Everybody knows that. All right. Focus, Eric. Focus. We got to get Rick on the phone here from TC Paintball. I think I'll do that now. Forward down the field. Up, 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 Oh, man. I am on cloud nine. The Lions beat the Chiefs. Boy, do the Chiefs suck. Mahomes is a legend, though. I got to give him that. I didn't learn anything. I just uh, got verification of what I already knew. What 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 a statement by by Dan Campbell. That was that was awesome. Absolutely. Uh, the Chiefs stunk, and the Lions' defense was very good. 
No, yeah, they yeah, unsung hero. That that defense was absolutely awesome, man. I mean, against a really quality opponent. I mean, you know, no Kelsey, but uh, I don't want to think about that right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, there there's always something that you can say about any game. No Kelsey, but at the same time, there's all sorts of quirks and nuances. But that's that's why you play football. Uh, he he was injured, and every game there's someone injured. The guy for um, Kansas City Chiefs who couldn't catch the ball. The guy kept dropping them, and they would like go right through his hands, and then we'd intercept it and score a touchdown. Yeah, it's a different game if he makes some of those catches. There's no doubt about that. Oh, without a doubt. He had like five drops. I would have cut him like at halftime. He was so bad. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Of course, most of his drops were in the second half. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck. I don't even think the Lions played that great. I think that they that their best football is, is weeks from now, frankly. Oh, absolutely. And it's a long, long season. I mean, this is one game. You know, all the sports cliches, you know, don't uh, don't have them win the Super Bowl after one. But I tell you what, starting out 1-0 against the Chiefs feels a lot better than losing and making excuses. Um, I've, I've made the um, claim that since the playoff game in the early 90s, there hasn't been a more um, satisfying victory. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It, uh, you know, but it, it's, it's like, damn it, we can't, we can't do it. Let's not have them win the Super Bowl yet. It was one game. It was awesome. If Chiefs are at full strength, it's a different game. If Duke doesn't make the drops, it's a different game. But, I mean, 1-0, they're the, they're the leading team in the NFL. Let's focus on that and, uh, you know, who's the next? Seattle? I think it's Seattle next weekend. Yeah, Seattle's very good. And they beat the Lions last year, and they, but that's the home opener. So, uh, yeah. Talk about a coach I hate. I hate Carroll. He's a good coach, but it's like, eh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't have an opinion. I just know they beat us last time, and they got some – they got a, a Kenneth Walker the third on that team, and he's a beast. And I forget the receiver. He's a bitch. And uh, oh, yeah. Geno yeah. Smith had suddenly got good again. That guy sucked shit forever. And now he's, now he's like Tom Brady. So I don't know. Uh, I'm just excited that it all went down the way it did. And now we can relax. Uh, God, boy, that's just, just a lot happening that people are excited about. And you, you got two groups of people. You got uh, people who are like me and have completely drank the Kool-Aid. Actually, you're kind of in the middle, and then you got the other ones who are like, yeah, whatever. I'll believe it when they win a playoff game, and, and I can't stand that. I'm like, come on. Let's have some oh, yeah. fun. Those, those guys are always the, the loudest when they finally lose a game, you know. Told you. I told you. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, man. If, if this goes the way I I want it to go, um, I don't, my God, this, this whole state is going to party. Like it's 1999. If they, if they do, if they win this, can you imagine if they win the Super Bowl, Rick? Listen, it's the law of averages. You know, you play enough NFL seasons and every team wins eventually. So it's got to happen eventually. Is this the year? I mean, after, after that game and, and all the off season hype, it sure feels like it. Four big teams that have, um, you know, you had, they're the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Cleveland Browns, and the Detroit Lions. I can't really think of anybody else that has had longer frustrations, and two of those teams ended their frustrations in a big way with the Cubs and the Red Sox. So that, to your point, uh, maybe, maybe we're getting closer to the Lions making a Super Bowl. 
it would be such a huge thing. We'd finally have some bragging rights. We wouldn't be the asshole lie downs, at least for a little while. I mean, that would, that would make all those years of suffering worth it. Would it though? I don't think it would. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe if we ran off a, a run of a couple in a row or two out of three or something like that, maybe, maybe that would help do it. Like uh, I said, law of averages, you play enough seasons and damn it, the Lions are going to win one. But I, I don't know. I, I've, I've speculated about this. If they do end up uh, doing winning the Super Bowl, where does that, where, where do you go? I mean, we, we have. Stop it. You're talking about him winning the Super Bowl again. Yeah, I am. Uh, it. Well, I I, one no, no, uh, bullshit. I am going to talk about them winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I love talking about them winning the Super Bowl. And, uh, and I, and I love it when people tell me to stop talking about, talking about the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, all right. You're drunk. You are drunk on the Kool-Aid right Oh now. my God. I've been drunk for uh, months, Rick, you know, and, uh, it's just been great. I, it, it, it makes me happy. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So it's been a little while since I've talked to you, Rick. Uh, when that storm blew through, you had some catastrophic issues. Uh, or you, you had some damage to DC paintball. Isn't that right? We had some damage. We had nothing catastrophic. Okay, we, uh, we were pretty lucky. I mean, with, uh, we had, you know, 20 foot poles coming out of the ground and the net, that's always a giant sail out there catching the wind. You know, we're always at risk to, uh, have some wind damage. And uh, it, it hit us a little bit, blew a bunch of debris on the field. And the biggest thing was it took down one of my cables. But even that, even that failure was uh, more of a mechanical failure where we, we should have did it a little bit better. Just some cables slipped. Uh, they were kind of mated together and they slipped out and the net came down. So once we figured out what the issue was, we went to work on putting it back up. The biggest issue was we didn't have power for a couple of days. So we went by on a generator and an old compressor of mine to keep air in the tanks to fill paintball gun tanks. Um, that I haven't even maintained in years. And we were just lucky it, it fired up and ran good all weekend. So it could have been a lot worse. I mean, I don't want to call it a uh, catastrophe uh, by any stretch. There's a lot of people that had to go through some shit and are still going through some shit with, uh, with the effects of that storm. Are people still at, there are people still without power? I think so. I mean, there were so many without for the longest time, uh, you know, northeast of here or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a real glaring weakness when the whole power grid goes down for that long. I always I mean, think. Yeah. Think about when aliens come down. When aliens come down, they come down and take a look at the place. Why the hell are our power wires suspended up in the air? Yeah. Why don't we bury them? I know. it's it, it, Improvements have been made with newer neighborhoods and newer communities. But, I mean, if we can go and remove lead pipes out of the ground, for fuck's sake, why can't we put everything in the ground? We, we should have everything in the ground. That seemed like the way it should have happened in the first place. I don't know. Right. That, uh, that, that always makes me scratch my head. Let's suspend them. And then, and then they fall to the ground and then some jackass, uh, uh, touches it. And then like, you know, everybody's dead. Right. right. It's the most dangerous thing in the world. And <laughs> it's hanging above our heads all the time. It's so stupid. Uh, Corey said to bury power cables, it's about two to three times more expensive than to have them on a pole. And my answer sure. to that is, so what? We're America. We can do whatever the right. fuck we want. <laughs> and how long How long they've been there and how much have we spent in repairs to the, to the damaged ones? Right, right. I mean, in the long run, sure, initially it might be an expense. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's uh, that's how it goes. You make improvements. Yeah, uh, I'd like to uh, lodge a, an official complaint. Can I do that? Yes, exactly. Um this person writes, people who touch down power lines, it's natural selection working as designed. It sounds horrible. Yeah, it does sound Come on. Bit. Come on. 
Uh, okay. What? It's it's been so long since we've spoken. What else is happening that you that that uh, that you're excited about? I mean, you you finished up the summer. You did some travel with the family. School is back in in order. That's awesome. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on? Um, busy. I always tell you guys I'm busy. I'm always busy. It seems. I guess everybody thinks they're busy. Um, I got uh, football season now. Uh, I coach my kids' football teams. So that's you know four days a week right now. So that takes up even more of my time. I'm playing paintball again since I'm feeling a lot better with my knee situation. So the Chicago tournament is coming up in uh, just over a week away. Um, so I'm real busy getting ready for a paintball tournament. Uh, you know, uh, football practice and uh, trying to do the normal every day to day type stuff. Yeah. Uh, once again, a busy time. I, I know we want to talk about uh, paintball war, and I think immediately after football season, I'd like to make that happen, like uh, late uh, October or early November. Up until then, I just, I just don't have any free time. They, hey, I understand. I, I'm getting some pissed-off Mexicans, though. Um, I'm sure, but they have been playing here and there. Those guys have been in. So I love those. Playing. Yeah, they are, they are a good group over there. Um, whenever we do our paintball wars, it's like predominantly uh, Spanish-speaking people. And, uh, yeah, the white man is outnumbered. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to do reverse border war where, you know, it's like we're the Americans and we're getting invaded by them and they, and they kick our ass every time and force feed us burritos and shit. Well, we, uh, we've been working hard on updating our village field. Um, we, you know, we're kind of trying to get rid of some of those apple crates that are getting kind of shoddy. We're replacing them with, uh, you know, legit, Legit style buildings. I mean, it wouldn't pass a building code by any stretch, but I mean, they're cool buildings to uh, to uh, play in and around. So by the t- next time we get going, it'll have a completely new face to it. You should uh, put up a me- just just one Mexican flag, or maybe like have the United States flag and then the Michigan and then like the Mexico flag just below it. Those Mexicans and uh, Spanish speaking people would love that. You you would yeah, maybe, seriously. Maybe we have a- that we put up whatever is the the dominant uh, um, nationality that day. Right, 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 right. And we could, I mean, there's a, a ton of people in the in those neighborhoods over by Chavez Elementary, and you you get you could you need to tap into the entire Mexican community of Grand Rapids here. I would like to tap into every community. Yes, yes. We can bring in the Jews. We could have the we could have all sorts of amazing international wars. The Bosnians, motherfucker. There's a huge Bosnian community here. Oh my god, I love this. Oh man. All right. Uh, very good. I uh, as always, I appreciate you. And uh, is there anything else that you want to uh, anything else that you want to continue with or uh, or, or, or touch all on I'd today? Like to say is I like to lodge a formal complaint following a move the guillotine <laughs> you gotta bring me out right after the guillotine how do i live up to that oh yeah the guillotine are, are fucking sweet <laughs> uh or the, the the guillotine move you gotta do that you gotta gotta try that with i'm gonna with, give it a shot all right okay and make sure you step on her throat right when she's what? about and then when she's about to like when she lo- the bonus, i understand yeah because she loses consciousness and apparently that like intenses the uh the orgasm so you really got to put some pressure on her throat it intenses it for you or her? Uh, well, both, because, you know, <laughs> some sick fucks like to, like, in, inflict pain and discomfort. For sure. <laughs> All I'm right. feeling some. All right. You're, you're the best. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Get out of here. It's uh, Rick from TC Paintball. Um, so sweet. Yeah. Uh, Joe Martinez says they're not all Mexicans. I know that. That's what I was saying. You got uh 
There's Hondurans that are there. Maybe a Guatemalan or two. But uh, we could have an entire south of the border night. Oh, man. Fantastic. Uh, there is some battling. Uh, uh, our, our pal John Jamingo is here, and he's doing some uh, uh, football trash talk, talking about the Eagles. That's great. Um, I think John, I actually appreciate him watching. He does help the show by, by watching, uh, keeping us north of 40 viewers at a time. Now that's becoming a regular thing for your old pal. Easy. Uh, again, I'm not the biggest, but, uh, if I can average north of 50, that would be a fantastic goal. Uh, slowly inching my way towards that, um, pivotal 75 person average. You have to average 75 a day for a whole month to be a oops to be a partner on Twitch. And at this rate, it's going to take me like 80 years to get that. Um, but thank you, John, for being here. You you help that number because poor John gets the uh, three minutes of commercials that I put in there. He I put three minutes of commercials in there, and then he complains about it. And uh, I do that intentionally. Like Twitch says, how long do you want your commercial breaks to be? And I can choose. I can choose one minute or two minutes. I can choose 30 seconds. And I always choose the maximum. I want you folks on Twitch who aren't subscribed to get the maximum number of commercials. Um, that helps me. And then uh, Raw Web says you should sign up with Prime. Are paying up because I guess you can give money and uh and you and you won't get the commercial and John says I'm not giving Zane a penny hell no that's that's okay that's okay I appreciate that you don't have to give me any money but then you can't complain that you're watching commercials now I know you East Coasters Philadelphia Jersey complaining is part of is on your resume you like to complain. You don't really do anything. You just complain. So every time you see the commercials, we can usually expect some type of whining. Um, we just got an alert that a, a hype train is near on Twitch. That is when anybody subscribes, gives a gift, has a hype chat. I don't know what the fuck that is or uses bits that gets you to the next level. And we're 62% there. Now, I, I don't know what any, really any of that means except for subs and gifts. I'm so not about Twitch. Okay. Uh, honestly, it's the reason why I uh, prefer Twitch is because uh, it's a better platform to put your content out than Facebook. But um, all this other shit, to me, is gravy. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, that's okay, too. I'm very diversified. You know? I get like 10 bucks from each one of these resources. So if one of them fucks up, it's okay. It's not the end of the world, you know? Corey says September is September. 
on Twitch. 25% off one-month subscriptions. 25% off three-month subscriptions. 30% off six-month subscriptions until October 1st. Well, it's very kind of you, after your horrible performance on this show yesterday, to express that. And we, folks, are only four days away, speaking of our pal John Jamingo, from the Fat Fuck Summit, where us fat fucks a combined um, 800 pounds of love. Me, 183.4 pounds of that. We'll be having a discussion. I, I we, we don't really have a format, but John has taken up the mantle. He is like the mouthpiece for these uh, dozen people who um, helped me build this studio. And... Now they're, they're out, you know, we're, we're, we're no longer friends. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of give and take. They had the big, uh, we hate Eric Zane party with dozens, several dozen Eric Zane show scarecrows littered throughout the property. And I think they all had sex with one of them, even the children at, uh, Pellerito's compound uh what time and place is the summit uh the fat fuck summit i don't even have it it's the 12th right didn't we say the 12th yes the 12th at 1 p.m is when the fat fuck summit takes place between John and your old pal EZ. Okay, I need to tinkle. I've gone far too too long without taking a pee. Uh, all right. He says Tuesday, one o'clock Central Time. Why Central? Aren't you on the East? I'm on the East Coast. I mean, I'm on East Eastern Time. You don't even know what time zone I'm in. I'm on Eastern time. I'm on the edge of it. Yeah. It's one Eastern for both of us. Unless if you want to suddenly change it and make it to 12 Eastern, but I had it down at one Eastern ding dong. No, no, I'm Eastern time. zone. is it on Twitch or zoom? Aram says it's a Patreon event. I've already had, uh, all of the f- uh, people who helped me build the studio, Lonely Nick, uh, Pellerito, uh, Andrea, the Kronz, they all signed up on Patreon for a whole year. I can't even get behind that. That is so not true. None of them signed up. I don't expect them. But if they wanted to watch it, they could for free. Okay? So spread the word amongst those assholes that they can sign up for free on Patreon to see this. Of course, you can also just wait because John's going to record it on his own and post it to his platform, which is fine with me. By the way, if it was central time, Amanda says, if it was 1 p.m. central, it would have been 11, not 1. No, that's not true at all. If it was noon central, if it was one central, 
it would have been two Eastern. You ding dong. All right. So I'm excited about that. Danny Masterson got the fucking book thrown at him. Oh, shit. The dude from that 70s show, he was accused of uh, three counts of rape. And convicted of two of them, each a 15-year sentence. Uh, They'll run consecutively, not concurrently. I don't know how long it could be until he gets parole, but he got fucked. Um, the judge quote, you relish in hurting women. I, I take it back. That's one of Masterson's victims in a, like a victim statement, uh, yesterday. It is your addiction. Mitch says, just in time for that 2070s show. Raw Webb says, Cosby is a free man. Well, you forget, Cosby was released on a technicality. There was a problem with how they locked him away. Um, Something to do with they, when he, there was a civil case, like many years before all the, uh, criminal cases with Cosby and a, I think it was a, at the time prosecutor or a lawyer said, agreed that if you make a uh, deposition, anything you say in the deposition cannot be used against you in any future criminal proceedings. And he signed it. It was offered to him and he signed it. And then a new prosecutor took over in that case. And said, well, I don't give a shit. Doesn't work. I'm not going to honor that. And put him in prison. Well, that did hold weight. And that's why he was released. Um, Yeah, Danny Masterson. Look at this. Look at this dude. I always. I see. um, As he's walking into court with whoever this is at his side holding his arm. You wonder what's going through her head. You know, whoever that is. Uh, he's a Scientologist, too. In fact, the church is uh, is accused of all sorts of crazy shit about this case. Uh, the jury was five, chi- uh, five dudes, seven chicks. Violently raping two women is the conviction at his Hollywood home. He had faced a third rape count for allegedly assaulting a longtime girlfriend, but the jury deadlocked on that charge. Los Angeles Superior Judge Charlene Ometto sentenced him yesterday after hearing victim impact statements from a pair of victims who shared harrowing stories of what they endured. You relish in hurting women, as I indicated, is without a question your favorite thing to do. She called him a true coward and a heartless monster and recommended that Masterson consider making the most of his time behind bars by reading and educating himself. Amid it all, the, uh, amid it all, the, wo- the woman who said the situation at one point had her considering suicide told Masterson that she forgave him. 
Uh, the other woman said the legal order has been filled with attempts by the Church of Scientology to silence us all, to intimidate us and even obstruct. I still have to contend with what you did to me that night. She said, adding that she will need therapy for life. The church denies everything. Um, and though we have great respect for the jury in this case and our system of justice overall, sometimes they get it wrong. And that's what happened here. Mr. Masterson did not commit the crimes for which he has been convicted. This is uh, the attorneys for Masterson, obviously. Masterson's family was on hand to support him at sentencing while actress and ex-Scientologist Leah Ramini was in court to support the three victims. She's been very outspoken for years about the church is fucked up, you know, and what, what they do to people. Uh, for over two decades, Masterson avoided accountability for his crimes. Uh, Ramini wrote, while Danny was the only one sentenced, his conviction and sentence are indictments against Scientology, its operatives, and its criminal leader, leader David Miscavige. There's been a lot of documentaries about this guy, David Miscavige, who I think is behind bars right now. Wow. Uh, Masterson dosed his victims, allegedly. Well, I guess it's convicted, so you can say he did dose his, uh, his victims. They, they took place in 2003. He's the second-generation Scientologist. That means his dad or mom brainwashed him. There's a uh, uh, Church of Scientology not far from here. It's in Battle Creek, Michigan. Uh, there's not one here in Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids is a much bigger community than Battle Creek. But, you know, what's it like in the Battle Creek Scientology facility? Because there's no one famous in, you know, all of this area who, because, I mean, you know, Scientologists typically are, are very wealthy people. Um, so I'm guessing that in Battle Creek, it's a bunch of fucking hilljack Scientologists, you know, they drive their fucking John Deere tractor to the church. Uh, I would like to go. I wonder if you can just walk in, you know, like if you in any church around where wherever you live, those come on in. You're all welcome. Come on in. Oh, hey, you look new. Have a seat. Let's have coffee after, you know, and then you watch the service. Can you just walk into the Scientology church and say, hey, what's going on? Just checking it out. I'd be afraid that if I quote unquote just checked it out, um, I'd have people stalking me like fucking Dean or Pellerito. You know, I don't want that shit going down. I'd have to give a fake name or something. Uh, he dosed the victims with knockout drugs, then had his way with them. They were raped. They were punished for it, and they were retaliated against, said the uh, Los Angeles County Deputy DA, Reinhold uh, Mueller. Scientology told them there's no justice for them. Masterson always said it was consensual. These women were motivated by hatred, revenge, or money. Jerry did not agree. After Masterson was convicted earlier in the year, Scientology officials issued a statement calling uh, portions of the trial testimony having to do with the organization uniformly false. In an email statement on Thursday, the Church of Scientology pushed back on allegations that it had harassed Masterson's accusers. 
and dissuaded them from going to police, saying the organization has no policy prohibiting or discouraging members from reporting criminal conduct of anyone, Scientologists or not, to law enforcement. Uh, there is not a, is the word scintilla of evidence supporting the scandalous allegations that the church harassed the accusers, the statement said. Every single instance of statement harassment by the church, of supposed harassment by the church is false and has been debunked. I don't know. Uh, he'll be eligible for parole not until, <coughs> wait for it, 2048 at the age of 72. I'll bet you he still thinks that it's going to turn in his favor at some point. Linda says we should have stalked the Scientology Celebrity Center in LA, but those people scare me. Me too. Me too. I've watched the um, uh, documentary about it and, uh, it, it, they, they, they're not, according to what they said in the documentary, they are not opposed to horrible behavior and camping out in front of people's houses. Aram says Dirk is in Clearwater, Florida, where the headquarters is. Well, that's because he's a Scientologist. That's true. I can't even get behind that. That's not true. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's true. Donut Dan with a horrible joke about how the Keebler elves are also leaders of the Battle Creek branch. Wenji says, I don't think Battle Creek is a farming community. Maybe not, but it's not far from one. All right. Uh, Corey says, David Miscavige is a free man and a massive piece of et, uh, piece of shit. Old Dave's wife is missing, allegedly. Uh, rumors are swirling that old crazy Tom Cruise might not be a Scientologist uh, anymore. Jamingo, who's trying to assimilate with the group, says, let's see how Danny enjoys rape when he's on the receiving end. John, you're becoming uh, like a fan of the show. You're going to have to, you're going to have to say how much you love me when we do the fat fuck summit. You clearly love the show. Now you're old. You're retired. You got nothing to do. I get it. I appreciate that. Everybody can come back. If those fucking assholes would just admit that they are in fact assholes and they cross the line too fucking much, we could, we could then go about having a normal relationship. But I will continue to keep the pressure on those dumb motherfuckers. Uh, I am forgiving, though. I am. Uh, when I've got the email that um, our old pal Lonely Nick sent to me where he just 
reaches out and first words out of his mouth are, I forgive you. It's like, well, um, I didn't ask for your forgiveness and you didn't apologize. You owe me an apologize, asshole. September 12th, 1 p.m. Eastern time, the Fat Fuck Summit on Patreon only. Sign up for free, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. This is as close as we're going to get to a reunion with those six slobs. And that is if that greasy idiot Jamingo shows up. I can't even guarantee that he will. I'm assuming he will. I mean, he's the grizzly bear, remember? Hey, yo, I'd tear into him like a grizzly bear. Nigga, tear into shit. All right, I got to go tinkle. But first, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Terrific place to get your vehicles repaired. 616-532-6600 for Irvine's. Now... It's ervines.com. So E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com. Go to ervines.com for all the information, where they're at, specifics of what they do, Google reviews, okay? Loaded down with five stars. They are five-star heavy with some amazing comments. I love them. You can always tell a business that cares about what their customers think. If they ever don't get a five-star review, they're like, let's make it right. And they like put that up there so you can see it. It's awesome. Uh, Irvine's the absolute best. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, scheduled maintenance, preventative maintenance, emergency maintenance, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Right in the center of Grand Rapids, it's well worth the trip. They have loaner cars that you can borrow for free when your vehicle is getting repaired. 616-532-6600. The immortal Joe Martinez. From A&E, Heating and Cooling. Uh, I needed him a couple times this year. Once for me, once for my son. Uh, he was out day of to make the repairs, to make the uh, assessments, if you will. I just had a blown fuse downstairs. I'll never forget it because I went down there and like took the cover off and just looked at it. And I go, why did I even do this? Why did I even waste the two minutes to take the cover off of the... Uh, 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 the unit downstairs at, you know, the air, the blower, whatever the fuck it is. Like, what, what, what am I doing here? Uh, by the end of the day, Joe was there and he said, yeah, you had a blown fuse. I put in a stronger fuse so it won't blow as easily. I don't know why it blew. Who knows? But anyway, that was, uh, that was awesome, Joe. That's what I love about you. Two, three, one, three, three, two, 65. I'm sorry. 616-516-8579 for A and E, heating and cooling. Uh, we're starting to think about the heating season. You must get the furnace tuned up. 616-516-8579 to make an appointment. There's only one person in the entire country that you should call for a mortgage. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Now, everywhere in the United States... 231-332-6505. Number one with a bullet for a reason. No matter where you are in the audience, call Mario when you're ready to get finance. Get your pre-approved mortgage before you start shopping for a house. You want to make sure you can get the most money you can and then start to shop. 
because you're going to get your heart set on a certain house and you, maybe you can't get the funding you need. You know, what the hell? 231-332-6505. After you get your mortgage in place, let's say you got a 30-year 7.05%. In two years, the mortgage rate's down to 5 Might be a good idea to refinance that deal. Maybe another 30, maybe a 15. You drop down 2.05 percentage points. Uh, Your payment on 15 years is not going to go up that much. And you're paying the house off in 15 years. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team. A van, dyke, mortgage. Why did I not have the ability to say mortgage? Um, Chris writes, Joe Martinez and his boys ripped out my 45 year old furnace and installed a new one along with central air and cleaned it all up by including hauling away my old water heater in about a day and a half. Boom. I'll be right back. I got to go tinkle. Nate says, is anyone else playing hooky for the new NBA 2K? I think that means that Nate is missing his job, taking off his work because a new video game is making its debut. Is that what I'm understanding? Uh, how old are you? Question one. The only acceptable answer is 16. You are 42? Oh, my God. Kenny says, I'd do that for Grand Theft Auto 6. I love Eric's hatred of video games. Look. And then, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a hatred of video games. Okay. At all. It's just, there's so much more in the world that has to be done. Living. Going outside. Playing with the dog. Executing a flawless guillotine sex move. I don't know how you guys do it. I would like to do that. But it's all about priorities. I can't. Okay. Plus, I wouldn't know where to begin right now. I mean, I guess if I said, if I conscientiously said, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to get involved in video games i would go buy whatever i'm supposed to buy i don't know i don't even know what we're on anymore is it playstation what number and what is the name of the latest xbox platform when last i played games you would have to hit a button and then like this tray comes out and you put like a disc into it and you close it i don't think that is that a thing still can you still do it like that? Actually buy a physical, uh, or is it all, you're just going to download the game and then play it. I I honestly do not know. 
That's how out of the loop I am. When I played video games, the last game that I was really into was, I've, I've talked about it many times, Ghost Recon. And when I would play that game, it was a, a shooter game similar to like Call of Duty. Now, when I played Ghost Recon, I figured out that I could like hide so basically, I would just lay down and look through the scope and see someone else and then shoot him in the face. All right? And then you, we were talking to each other. So it was uh, all, all the members of the Free Run Howling show were on there laughing, having a great time. This is before uh, uh, all the various nonsense started. Um, but I realized quickly that if I moved around too much, the, the scaling, the way the scenery moved, it would make me uh, nauseous. I'd get motion sickness. So I, I, uh, I, I can't play those types of games. They're very difficult for me. Kind of soured me on the whole experience. I think if uh, I was in a, in a room where someone was playing Guitar Hero, I would want to play that. There's a there's a term for what I was doing called camping. Yeah, that's that's all I like to do. I can see now you know what was true about me whenever I would play games, I would spend like let's say an hour. I would always feel bad after. Like I was letting uh important things uh pass me by. When I was absorbed into the game like that, you know, I just, it, I, I feel, I feel the same way, uh, when I play those games, wasting my fucking time as when I like, look at porno, I'm just disgusted. Get the fuck out of here. It's horrible. So fuck that shit. Calls in sick to work because the, the, the hot new, uh, fucking basketball video game is coming out. The fuck is wrong with you? No. Not doing that shit. How many times have you heard the story about um, jarts being banned? You know that game where you throw the thing and it's got the fins and the steel uh, point? At Fear Bunker North, I actually have jarts. Old school jarts. It's not a complete set, but it's several of them. There was one, one incident where somebody threw one and it went into the top of a kid's head and it, it killed him. First time chat from the Danette, Danity, the Danity. There it is. So jarts get banned. There's actually several other injuries, but that's the one that comes to mind. Actually did happen. Impaled right in the head. Reason why I bring that up is because if you're going to ban jarts, which they shouldn't ban jarts, if you're going to ban jarts, you have to ban any type of game like like horseshoes. I guess horseshoes should be banned because you could get hit in the head with a fucking horseshoe. Of course, accidents happen in anything. 
I've always hated that we had to ban jarts. Reason why I bring this up is because there's been yet another incident on a beach where a beach umbrella caught air. And you know how the uh, there's a pointy end on a beach umbrella and it has impaled yet another person. This happened, I think the other story that comes to mind is talked about in this story. This happened uh, on a beach in Alabama just, just the other day. Uh, she was on the shore, lady was on the shore. 63-year-old woman. I'm sorry, not a 63-year-old woman. The other story mentioned in here is a 63-year-old woman. <clears throat> this woman was on the um, shore in the city of Orange Beach last week. Gust of wind takes the umbrella out of the ground. The thing goes flying, and it goes into the chick's lower leg. Through, like in one side, out the other. She was airlifted to a hospital by helicopter in stable condition. Now, when I saw that, I was like, God damn it. It seems like I hear about this all happening a lot. And then this story. Uh, last year, a 63-year-old woman, Tammy Perot, died when a beach umbrella went flying and went into her chest in South Carolina. Wind had blown the umbrella from its anchoring. In my opinion, if you go to the beach on a windy day and you put that fucking thing down and you got the little ropes and you know that those anchors don't do shit because they're going into sand. So don't even try that shit. That is a dangerous thing to do. And whoever uh, puts their umbrella in the sand like that, their big ass beach umbrella in the sand like that, and someone dies from it, you should be fucking arrested. That's not an accident. That's negligence. That's manslaughter. A strong gust of wind also uprooted a beach umbrella in Virginia in 2016, killing a 55-year-old woman who was at the beach celebrating her birthday and anniversary. My God. Listen to this. From 2018 to 2021, there were 1,700 beach umbrella-related injuries. That required people going to the hospital, to the emergency room. In 2018, an umbrella impaled a 67-year-old beachgoer's ankle in New Jersey. A Virginia guy lost an eye to a beach umbrella. My God. In 2015. Airborne beach umbrellas can be dangerous, even deadly. Uh, I would say... uh, not can be, they are very dangerous and are very deadly. Consumers Product Safety Commission says, spike your beach umbrella pole into the sand and firmly rock it back and forth until it's buried deep into the sand. Most people who go to the beach with a beach umbrella, uh, they do not have the strength to appropriately put that thing in the ground. It says to tilt the umbrella into the wind to keep it from blowing away. People are too stupid to understand that concept. This is a disaster. This should be, these fucking things should be illegal. If you're going to make jarts illegal, you need to make fucking beach umbrellas illegal. Or legalize jarts. That is ridiculous. 
I don't understand that at all. That's what Kenny says. Basically, beach umbrellas have caused a lot more damage than jarts have ever. Bring back jarts. (laughs) Back to the previous conversation. Raw Web says such a fraud broadcasts his show on Twitch which is the world's leading live streaming platform for gamers, doesn't understand video games. Wait a minute. What did I say that makes it seem like I don't understand video games? I absolutely understand video games. Be more specific with your gripe. I mean, I, I mean, true, uh, when it comes to the platform, I'm not entirely clear about how the medium is procured, whether you're downloading it or you're buying a disc, but... Corey seemed to indicate it. Uh, Corey seemed to indicate you can buy the physical discs now if you get a console that can accept them, but a lot of stuff is all downloaded now. I know that. See, I knew that. I like video games, okay? They just make me nauseous. Yes, I know it sounds old-fashioned and, and I'm feeble. I get it. I, I can't help it though. What the fuck you want me to do? About the umbrellas, Tyler writes, somebody was probably screwing around and threw it like a javelin, then yelled, oh my God, the wind caught that from over there. I don't know. Uh, Ram Webb says, by the way, I'm your old pal, Ryan. Direct your anger back at my fat face. Now, I have a lot of pals named Ryan. You could be Ryan W. That, that's impossible because I know Ryan W. Are you Ryan uh, S? Ryan W. I don't get it. It says Ryan W, you moron. Well, it says Raw Web. Did you change your name? Oh, well, why'd you do that? You did change it, you fucking dick. Yeah, you're going to fucking... You've confused me. Stupid son of a bitch. What a cock. Got to bring Stu McAllister in here. Talk about this jart nonsense. Uh, Stu McAllister, how are you? I'm good. What's happening? I'm podcasting right now. Is that okay? Yeah, sir. First of all, the Lions won. Yeah, they did. The Bills play Monday, right? Yeah, against the, uh, the Jets. Oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I hope they fuck those guys right in the butt. Uh, right in the butthole. It would be great. I was just reading an article that between the years 2018 and 2021, 1,700 people have been hurt, some killed, by flying beach umbrellas. <laughs> you know, like We need to ban them. Yeah, well, you know, that's why I thought of you, because as far as I know, one dumb fuck kid in the 70s got killed. By, by a goddamn jart. 
fucking idiot. I hate him. And that's that's the fault of the assholes that were the adults there for letting one go, and the kid was too close. Yeah. So why are we not banning? First of all, we need to either unban jarts or ban beach umbrellas. Got to unban jarts, baby. Bring them back. Do you think that a president can unban things like that? God, I hope so. I'd vote for him. I would run on a platform of unbanning jarts. On day one, I'm going to unban jarts. Everybody gets a set of jarts in the mail. Yes, yes, it's yes. We can do that. You unban jarts. Everybody gets jarts. We have uh, annual jart, and then I'm going to resign. <laughs> Give it over to the vice president. Exactly. Yes. I did what I'm supposed to do. Someone told me I should open up a uh, jarts bar. You know how they have axe throwing bars? I should have a jart bar. Well, you'd get <laughs> shot. You can't do it. It's illegal, Stu. I don't care. I'm doing it. I'm a rebel. I'm an outlaw. Are you going to the races Saturday? No, I'm actually I'm doing a uh, golf outing on Saturday over there in Macomb County. Gay. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Wait, did you just say it was gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's raising money for the children, though. It's for uh, Alex's Arcade. I'm raising money for kids. Alex's Arcade? Yeah, it's uh, a buddy of mine. His his kid got cancer a long time ago, and the kid was in the hospital all the time. So uh, what he did is he realized these kids are just in the hospital and they're just kind of sitting there and they're not having fun or doing anything. So he started uh, buying video game systems for the kids to use. And yeah. uh, so it turned into this charitable organization called Alex's Arcade. It's named after his kid. And so they buy video games for hospitals and for kids to use when they're stuck in the hospital. So uh, yeah, cool. I pulled it up. I've got it. I've got it right now. The audience on Twitch is looking at it. Oh, good, good, good. How did you get um, involved with this? Uh, the guy who runs it, his name is uh, James Craven. He used to uh, do comedy and he would book shows. And so I got to know him and his partner, Adam House, is a guy that I know. And uh, so that's kind of how I've I've been involved a, li- a little bit. I'm more more just like participating yeah. in things. Yeah, so, I, I yep. see it. Um, is is little buddy okay? Did uh did a uh, little buddy survive? Yeah, he made it. He made it. Oh, he okay. uh wants to be a zoologist. I think. I think he's got a job or an internship working at a zoo. If I remember correctly. I would like to give a kid who's like eight one of those games like Ga- Grand Theft Auto where you can just go and beat up black people. <laughs> beat up whores? Yeah. You know, and I remember uh, back in the day we used to play that game Saints Row. And you could I don't know you that could game. yeah, it's one of those similar types of games and you could get this gigantic hard uh like a j- big floppy purple dildo <laughs> and you could bash you could I'm not kidding you. You could bash people in the face with it. So, yeah, that's that's what we need. We got to get those kids playing those types of games so they can like injure people. And they ban jars, dear lord. Yeah. Uh, well, good for you, Stu. Do you do you like to golf? I have not golfed at all this year. I so I do like it, but I just I haven't done it. So, well, it's going to be a big, huge fiasco. You know, I hate golf. 
Do you um, really? Yeah, it's terrible. And huh? when are we going to have an outing like this to raise money? That's something like, uh, you know, an all hands on deck gangbang <laughs> to help the kids. I mean, you'd get a lot of people that would do that. Gangbanging for the kids. Yeah, just have a big kids gangbang. I mean, the I mean the kids wouldn't be in the gangbang, but you'd have a gangbang to raise money. Like you could pay five bucks. Go into the gangbang, and then at the end of it, uh, you know, we give the money to the kids. I, I mean, I think that that would be a that would be a better event than the than the golf outing. I would pay to watch it. I want to see a gangbang. That sounds like something your old fans would be into. Yeah, you're right. They, I think that they are. I think that they actually are. Stu, how many times over the years? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Speaking of that, of my old fans. Do you remember when I would call you out of the blue after yeah. another st- horrible statement was made on Facebook by these people? What is what you'd pick up the phone and what would I say to you? You would say, I, I don't know if I want to say it. No, do it. Do it. <laughs> you would just rant and complain. And I would, it was fun. And I would, I would laugh. I would say dumbest audience ever. <laughs> you would. I would say dumbest, stupidest. Uh, mo- a bunch of butt fucks on the planet and I appear to be stuck with them. Yeah, you did. And it was, uh, it was always very funny to me. I was, you're like, what do I do? Yeah, I'm, do like, I I, I, I'm like, how do I get rid of these people? This is terrible. They're, 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 they're fucking up my life. And then eventually uh, I, I was able to just say, well, fuck it. I don't even give a shit anymore. I've all, all you can go fuck yourselves and control all delete. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. I'm, I'm very happy with it. That was good, man. That was good. Okay. Go Bills. I've got Go Bills. Josh Allen on my uh on my fucking fantasy team. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. You, you are the best. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, brother. Yeah, I'll man. talk to you, Eric. Oops. Cut him off. So I guess if you want to um help out Alex's arcade, it's crazy. We're just talking about video games. That would be fun for the kids as they, I mean, they're like, oh my God, this cancer treatment is fantastic. I'm having so much fun. Maybe not. Uh, All right. There you go again, says raw web slash Ryan W sexualizing children. ridiculous i'm not sexualizing children you asshole how did you get rid of them you just had to lie to their ears aram says they were just surprised and hurt that eric would treat his best friends that way all right Before we announce another fantastic asshole of the day. And by the way, it will not be Jamingo today. He did a great job actually contributing. He's becoming a fan. He's realizing that the fucking inbred assholes that love him on his shit show. uh, Not the group that you want to be associated with. They're already trying to sink their claws into his disaster show as it is. 
So it will not be Jamingo. As much as you all would like that. Thank you to King's Room Barbershop. Okay. Andy and Colleen Skyver have moved their Wyoming location from Rogers Plaza to 821 36th Street next to the costume room. They have three locations in addition to that one. They have, uh, well, two more in addition to that one, Northland Drive and in Caledonia. All the info is available at kingsroom.net. So if you want to go check out the new location and see all the hard work that they have uh, put into it, you can check it out for yourself. The place is looking fantastic. I saw I saw some pics, and uh, they are very, very happy. On the website, this is a, a calendar of all the schedules where you can uh, hang out with your favorite stylist. Now, I'm hoping that a lot of you are new, and then you interact with one of the stylists at whatever location. So let's say you interact with Trish at the Caledonia location, and she does an amazing job styling your dude hair. But the next time uh, you want to see where she's at, you can just go to the schedule and see, and then you've got, you're good to go. Uh, Location specifics, that's all at kingsroom.net. Services. uh, Everything is very affordably priced. So if you've in the past gone to uh, Jude's Lady Jane's sport clips, maybe gotten the crowns cut. You should go to King's room barbershop. Mention your old pal. Easy. Got the reviews, tons of great reviews, uh, gallery. These are the Skyvers, Andy and Colleen. Andy is going to cut my hair very soon. I'm intentionally growing it out. He said to me, he goes, okay, easy. I know you want. Um, the same hair that Sandra Bullock's deceased husband or better half had. And I'm like, yes, that's the hair I want. He goes, okay, you have to let your mop grow out. Uh, I go, well, you know, I used to cut my hair. And he goes, I know, I can tell. It looks like shit. I go, okay, what do I need to do? He goes, grow that shit out for a long time. And then you come see me and I will fix it. I will do my best to make it look fantastic. And I will shoot video of that. Ryan says Jamingo is on the up and up. He's even going to have a call with you. Meanwhile, pussy mouth Justin can't come on with you. Jamingo's smart enough to know that my show is much better than his. He's smart enough to know that you are a smarter bunch of audience members. He wants you to listen to his disaster show. I don't care if you do, but you got to put up with all the bigot talk all the racist bullshit, all the right-wing lunacy and the brainwashing and the anti-COVID and uh, or the anti-vax shit and COVID's not real and it's a pandemic. His show's a pile of shit, okay? So if you want to hear bullshit and garbage, that's where you go. Conspiracy theories, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's a disaster. It's, I, I, I do not, I cannot with a clear conscience recommend it. 
Uh, his, he has segments where he talks about bullshit statistics about uh, children uh, being uh, captured off the street, like Sound of Freedom nonsense, all that bullshit QAnon crap. It's fucking horrible. Patrick's got it right. He says, I do give him credit for coming on here because he can still eat shit. Brandis says, I can't stand him in here, so that's going to be a no for me. Yeah, but you know what? If you have him in here being a butt fuck, I can always just bitch slap the shit out of his fat fucking ass. Uh, thank you to Blue Frost IT online at bluefrostit.com, the managed IT service provider for this podcast. If you have a business that does not have tech support, what are you going to do when you need tech support? You're going to have to start from scratch. Wouldn't it be easier to have a group of people already ready to go? You know, your own IT department. I have an IT department. It's Blue Frost. Pay these people a few bucks each month. You have the peace of mind knowing that if anything bad happens, they're on top of it. Thank you to Blue Frost IT for being uh, that part of the show. Bluefrostit.com. Call at 616-285-50. This is a business-to-business type of bit of marketing. Um, if your business needs to upgrade your tech, don't just go and start buying new hard drives, new computers, new keyboards, new monitors, new networks, new routers. No. You got to sit down with a professional for 30 minutes free of charge. That professional is Alan from Blue Frost IT. To get to that point, make that call, make that appointment. 616-285-50 and let him handle the rest. Mention your old pal EZ. And finally, on this Friday, tomorrow is the last day of racing for the season at Berlin Raceway. I will be there. It's going to be me, the queen of the forest, Sarah Rukruk Roosh, her husband, Brad, who's got to get up every five minutes to go take a leak. And you know who else is going to be there? Cole Lutz. Cole Lutz and his neighbor and his neighbor's kid. And then I think like six more people from the neighborhood. The kid loves me. He's a 14 year old. He's a big fan of my dad. He's got uh, cerebral palsy. Who is Cole Lutz? Okay. Cole Lutz is my confidant, my storyteller, uh, when it comes to all things free beer. Free beer has to be very careful. As you know, I can't stand the guy. He has to be very careful about what he does in front of Cole. Cole sees Greg regularly because Cole used to have sex with Freebeer's wife. And he's a very dear friend of mine now. So this guy has jizzed in the same vagina as our pal Freebeer. He will be sitting with me signing autographs. 
We're doing the Cole Lutz Appreciation Party at Berlin Raceway. Get your picture taken uh, with Cole, hashtag Cole Lutz. That means, according to Corey, Cole and Freebeer are Eskimo brothers. Stevie's like, what? No, I have made friends with the ex-husband of Freebeer's wife. Okay. And uh, we've hit it off. So he is going to be my guest with all of his friends and family and the little ones in the grandstand. So come sit with Freebeer's wife's ex-husband at the races. We're going to do a big family portrait, a big picture. It's going to be great. You can tell what you do is you take a picture of you with Cole Lutz and then uh, post it to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and tag the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. It's going to be awesome. So what you do is you go to berlinraceway.com, spend 14 bucks on a ticket, and then go to the races. 15 and under free, parking free, and then you sit with me. When you get in the grandstand, easy, where are you? All right? <clears throat> we'll be in the area where all the women are like trying to get Cole's autograph. Um, Ryan says, this is that young lady's ex-husband. Yes. Uh, Free Beer's wife, uh, she looks about 56, but she's 30. And uh, that's who uh, Greg married, that little girl, a young girl. So Cole, um, he was married. And um, I mean, let's just face it. Uh, Cole had no chance of keeping that woman as a wife because he cannot compete with the machismo and the man skills of free beer. You know, he can't do it. No one can compete with the macho of free beer. That is a man's man. Truth be told, uh, women these days, young women, they love beta males. Have you ever heard that term, a beta male? Like the alpha male, and then there's beta male. Women love beta males. Not all women, but this one in particular loves the beta male. And Greg is an awesome beta male. He'll probably tell you about it. He'll say, I am, a, uh, I am the best beta male. I'm the best beta husband ever. Ask him. Apparently, there's a term called a sigma, too. I don't know that one. I should get Cole on the phone here. This is uh, Freebeer's wife's ex-husband. Good morning. Hey, Cole, I'm podcasting. How are you? I'm good, you? Pretty well. Are you excited about bringing uh, your neighbor and Ben to the races? Hell yeah. I hope you are. Yeah, I really am. I can't wait to meet Ben and Ben's and you. I've never met you in person. I've only talked to you. 
Right? Yeah, we're excited for it. It's going to be a good time. Who all are you bringing, Cole? Um, my girlfriend, Lisa, my kids, and then um, the neighbor, Matt, his wife, Nicole, and their, their two kids. Three kids, sorry. If all the kids got Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirts and then wore them around, uh, wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, oh, that would be great. I'll just have to make sure they don't go back to their mom's house. I'll never see them again. <laughs> Can can you take me through your uh, what was going on in your brain when you found out before everything got weird that America's favorite beta male free beer was dating your ex wife? Um, I didn't even know who he was. I mean, I knew of his name from the show, but uh, I think he thinks he's a lot more of a celebrity than what he really is. Have there ever been any good interactions? Oh, no, it's all fake. The only good ones he has is, like, if Lisa picks the kids up or something, he'll come out of his cave and say hi to her and pretend like everything's great. Yeah. Now, um, of course, uh, as you guys are co-parenting, um, would, a, would a judge ever, like, be like, uh, hey, because um, you said Lisa sometimes picks up the kids. That is your your, your girlfriend, right? Correct. What if like one of your pals picked up the kids? Uh, that'd be great. I can uh, I can have any person I designate to pick kids up. Yeah. So if you put like you had a, some guy who randomly was named Eric, you could have Eric go and say, "Come on, guys." For sure. Okay. Good to know. And I'm sure the kids would love it too. Yeah. Maybe we'll hit it off at the uh, the racetrack, and they'll they'll call me Uncle Eric or something. Absolutely. I'll just have to make sure it gets recorded. Oh, I can guarantee you it's going to get recorded. <laughs> okay, buddy. Definitely. I'm going to, I'll text you about what time I'm going to meet you at the gate. And this okay. is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I mean, at the end of the day, this is about uh, making the kids uh, have a good time. And I'm excited to meet Ben. Um, what is Ben's dad's name again? Matt. Matt's going to be there. Oh yeah. So Cole, Lisa, Matt and who else is the adult? Nicole. That's that's Matt's better half. Correct. And then four kids. Uh, they have three, and we're we're bringing three, so there's going to be six kids. Oh, total. six kids. Well, it's cool. Fifteen and under are free. Perfect. They're all free then. Okay, buddy. I'll talk to you in one day. Uh, we've got a, a poster for you to sign too. I can't wait. I am so excited to meet you and all of those nice people in person. Awesome. Okay, thanks, Cole. All right, we'll catch you later. Have a nice day. You too, bye. Uh, there you go. That's uh, part of the one half of the Eskimo brothers. Uh, Cole. Cole Lutz. This is why you got to go to the racetrack. Ryan says, you dipshit. Those kids need to call you Uncle Big Fraud. I love this so much. I love every bit of this. Young Adam Schwab says, I have so many questions for him. I want you to know that I do too, but I don't want to ask him those questions like in this setting, live like that. I, I wanted to keep it pretty low, you know, reasonably low key because... 
Cole will talk shit, and then he's going to get in trouble. And I, and I just don't want that. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> uh, yesterday's asshole was John, of course, because he's an asshole. The asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. Who is it going to be? Okay. I don't I don't know, man. I don't remember what the fuck I talked about. Talked about the Lions. Uh Talked about the uh fraudulent fatties, Dan Campbell. Um What was the uh What was the fucking Story. Oh, the audio, the auto industry. Okay. We're going to make it the big three. Yes. Pay those fucking people. They, they should be making 50% more minimum. They should be making a hundred percent more. You assholes. I love it. When unions do this shit, fucking walk on their ass. You're damn right. Oh, we're doing so great. We're building electric cars. <laughs> Fuck you. Pay me. Tyler says, asshole of the day, lion doubters. That's you. Uh, it could have also been Danny Masterson. Yeah, I guess so, but I'm too lazy to change it, you know? All right, that's it. Talk to you next time. Thank you, folks. Bye-bye.